deal. Let's just talk tomorrow. But you're upset with me. It's not that big of a deal. I can't go to bed knowing that you're angry. Malcolm, I promise you, nothing productive is going to be said tonight. How do you know? Because I know you. What does that mean? And I love you. What does that mean? It means that you are literally incapable of de-escalating a situation unless it's work-related. And even then, it's 50-50. Why is it that any time anything good happens in our lives, we have to find something, anything, the most minor fucking detail to harp on, to make ugly, to ensure that there's no reason to fucking celebrate? Really? You want to go there? Yes. Okay. All right, then what is it? Your speech, Malcolm. Oh, give me a break. You're outside of your mind. When I said you find the most minor fucking detail and make it ugly, I meant it. Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kantwin at the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. We have a special episode. This is Black Love Cinema, and we're going to talk about some movies that are either fairy tales or nightmares. And I have here with me Spa Danny, co-host of LBF Podcast, apparently. Might as well say co-host. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. You know, she dips in and she dips out, but she's always coming back for more. So, <sighs> Let us start <laughs> with us uh, start. Here we go with Malcolm and Marie. Lord Jesus. So I have a trivia question. Not even a trivia question. It's just like it actually is a trivia question, but builders, if you if you're the first one to answer this, I do have a small prize for you. Um after you listen to this episode, if you can tell me how many times during this movie that Malcolm says Marie's name. If you know the answer to that, <laughs> <laughs> if you know the answer to that let me know uh tag me in your post or anything and i have something for you but i think this is a great drinking game that you can play with your valentine on sunday um i don't know if you're gonna make it to work on monday because within the first 10 minutes of the movie you're probably going to be drunk because <laughs> he says her Listen, name that's like a thousand shots because he just keeps saying her name like oh i was God. like if you don't stop calling her Getting on my nerves think, made me think he was calling my name. Right. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> so I think the overarching one, because it had several, one of the overarching themes of this is, for me, the distinction between drama and passion. Because I think a lot of people conflate the two like Malcolm and Marie. So I was like, you know how you leave an argument and later on, you're like, damn, I should have said this and I should have said that. I don't think that either one of these people would have that problem. They said everything they weren't supposed to say and everything. Yo, they were like they were going in like <laughs> some stuff. I was like, oh, <laughs> did they really just say that? Like, I mean, like it was some hard hitting, like, like <laughs> low blows. Lower than the low below the belt, like you was just hitting <laughs> ankles and <laughs> all that stuff. But it wasn't until I I listened to another podcast, like do like kind of like a movie review, which this is not that. This is just our opinions. Um, we're not going to be talking about the specifics of directors and all that. The cast, we're not. We're talking about the relationship in the movie. Um, but they did point out a good point, which is like none of it was physical. 
And it didn't like, and I still had anxiety, like it was a physical altercation because that's the power of words. And I think that's the great thing about but what it, this movie does. It, it was so toxic that it made you like want to get violent. Yeah, it really, I was it like, made I, you want to get violent. Like, listen, because I feel like the movie is like divided up into like different rounds, right? So you have round one, round two, whatever. Mm-hmm. After round one, count me out. <laughs> Yo, like, I'm talking about out the gate. I'd have just been like, you know what? the same for me <laughs> especially when she was like let's not do this like that would have been me let's not do this and if you Listen. keep going i'm gonna go out the door because let's not like we're gonna we gonna not. get there but let me preface this by saying if this is the way that we are arguing in 2020 or 2021 nah, count me all the way out because nah, i don't have enough bail money i really I hope y'all no not assets. i really hope y'all not doing that in 2021 <laughs> listen we're too grown like listen it's just that is so exhausting to be arguing period but and it's one in the morning it's one in the morning (laughs) man listen here i'm trying to go to bed like what (laughs) oh my goodness so like i said there's a big difference between drama and passion and i think both marie and uh, malcolm show codependency on a level that suggests that that they conflate the two right um, but I'll start with what do you think Malcolm's sign is? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he is. He has to be a Leo. Very Leo energy. I got like at least three Leos. <sighs> okay, from when so I, asked to build I I got three from him, right? Three mm-hmm. main ones. I have Leo, Gemini, Gemini, oh, and Aries. God. Gemini is in there heavy. So either like I feel like Leo may be on the surface, like maybe his son, but that dog on Gemini. <laughs> okay. Cause I got some Aquarius too, but I was like, I didn't get Aquarius from Malcolm. I actually got it from Marie. I feel like Marie might have been a Capricorn. Or a Cap. Mm-hmm. Because the way like the way she set up, I was just like the way she set up i was like uh all this is toxic <laughs> and i was just like i was like from from my experience like with with the signs like i got leo gemini aries cap from her and i don't even know like what else i i pulled from her child maybe <laughs> cancer uh maybe maybe like her moon or horizon or something yeah yeah all right so let's start with that kitchen scene man so what stuck out to me is first of all when they first came into the house immediately i saw her face i was like oh her face already said it all i know this face i wear this face off yes yes so i was just like okay cool i see where we're going because actually let me back up what were what did you think the movie was about before we even saw when I first, when I first got on Netflix, before I even watched it and before I saw like people talking about it on social media, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this might be like a good love story. Right. Me too. I was like, it might be some like passion, which it was passion, but <laughs> or drama, depending on what your definition passionate, passionate drama. But, um, I was like, oh, you know, it might be like one of those love stories that like they argue, but then they end up, you know, all in love mm-hmm. and talking about all that. And then <laughs> I got on social media. I was like, uh, uh, 
<laughs> nope. I was not warned. I was not. And so when I started, when I watched it, I saw some things on social media saying that it was released, it was out, it was good. But as far as the details of the movie, I didn't see anything like suggesting that it was going to be what it was. Right. So when I started watching it, I'm looking like, Caught oh, all the way off guard. Girl, I said, oh, so many times. Like, oh, I was, <laughs> for real. <laughs> okay. So the opening line that got me was, Malcolm, I promise you, nothing productive is going to be said tonight. This is how I knew. That was the warning. It, it was about to turn bad. Actually, she she comes in. So the opening scene, she comes in. You know, he's rambling, right? He's on his whole spiel, his speech. Um, starts playing music really loud. Pours himself Gym a drink. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> pours himself a drink starts um and she starts um boiling water um and making mac and cheese so at this point you like okay there is a divide between these two people he's obviously focused on whatever he had going on apparently they're coming back from his his first movie premiere and everything and he's talking about this critic and and she's focused on trying to make this mac and cheese so what do you think of like the opening scene with Marie and first of all, first when she came in, I was like, something happened in the car or wherever they just came from, like something happened. Like I could just see it all over her face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I was like, when he was celebrating, I was like, she's not trying to ruin the moment. Like she's trying to let him oh, have his moment. Yes. And yeah. then when he starts, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> It's like he bought the trigger something and it's just gonna be a domino effect and it was when he was all up on her her face was just like i mean he's sitting there biting her butt and all that and she's just like first of all when he was on that windowsill if you don't get out <laughs> what get down off my front <laughs> what are you doing like what? get down <laughs> So for me, this was the first showcase of their power dynamic, right? So Malcolm is is well into his soliloquy, right? Mm-hmm. His speech, his egomania. And his whole speech was focused solely on uplifting himself without ever really noticing that there was a deeper issue. And I think that that was the first introduction we had to like, okay, you know, she's trying to... I mean, it's only so much you can hide your emotion, but she's right. trying to make it through the night at least. He, on the other hand, was so focused on himself that when he did realize something was wrong, then he wanted to immediately make it an issue. And so I was like, I understood her apprehension and delaying explaining what was wrong for a few reasons. So my reasons were um, she didn't want to ruin the great moment he had. Right. So he just had a great movie premiere and all this great stuff. So any kind of great moment I've been there before where it's just like we've had a really good day. But it was one thing that really is eating at my spirit. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin this moment for you just because I'm processing my emotions. But I'm also going to pay respect to how I feel. However, the best way I can do that is to not confront it right now. Because it's not like I'm going to just. Yeah, (laughs) it's not like I'm going to be acting like nothing happened. It's just like I just don't want to talk about that particular thing right now. And so she also I felt like she also um, felt like she shouldn't have to explain the obvious um, and simultaneously hoping that he would notice and realize his error or whatever was wrong. Mm-hmm. Needing time to process how you feel and respond in the proper way. And also knowing your partner's potential <laughs> for arguments. 
So she wanted right. to wait into the I morning. I know so. it is going to go. So like, right. just let go ahead and enjoy your moment. <laughs> and let's, let's move on. But right. no, he wanted to stay there. So there were so many good quotes in this movie. So one that Malcolm said is, and I'm going to say it verbatim. So bear with me because he cussed a lot. Why is it that anytime anything good happens in our lives, you have to find something, anything, the most minor fucking detail to harp on, to make ugly, to ensure there's no reason to fucking celebrate? <sighs> who you talking who you to? Call, who you cussing at? Like, who you talking to? Because <laughs> first of all, your tone before you even cussed, like, who you talking to? Yes. And that was my whole thing. I was just like, oh, this verbal abuse is real out here. Not saying she was a saint in the movie, but geez, he was brutal throughout <laughs> the whole movie. So, oh shit, I'm sorry. Look, I'm trying to scroll the wrong computer. <laughs> <laughs> so when, once we find out, okay, so we don't find out in that, that kitchen scene immediately was wrong. I don't think. I think it's when he's sitting down eating mac and cheese. <laughs> that we start to feel like we're starting to get a better answer so i think yeah. the movie does a great i um great job at unveiling the issue of the night not only the night but also the like the issues in the relationship yeah. yeah so it does that in like small portions so at first we find out why she's upset mm-hmm. and then we find out why she really really has reasons to be upset yeah, they did a really good job of like orchestrating and like painting the picture, and like it was like a build up. Like it was like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna give you a little bit, and I'm gonna give you a little bit more, and then oh, we yeah. gonna go deeper in this part. So yeah, like it was. So with that, I was like, you know, Malcolm left Maria out of his speech on the most important night of his life. Thus far, he forgot mm-hmm. to say thank you during his his thank you speech to her, to to the woman he's been with for years now, and to the person that like kind of made. Oh, we gonna get there. So that was the first. That was the first they gave the audience. It's like, oh, he forgot to say thank you. So yeah. at first, you know, the audience is divided. So men are on the side, like, oh, dang, he forgot to say thank you, but she said it was fine and everything like that. Like, you know how guys okay, are. you know how guys are. <laughs> but then when you realize what the movie is about and her backstory, then you like, mm-hmm. okay, you forgot to say thank you to the person that really helped you make a good movie by their lived experience i think she said she was like if we weren't together do you think this would have even happened or it something been and he was good. like no right and i'm just like you, so you already know what the issue is like you already know like but even he was the not he was denying it until the uh, up until the very end so we'll go ahead and transition into the mac and cheese scene which that is what i call it mac and cheese scene. <laughs> if he's like his daddy and then, and then the way you was smacking and oh and my um, beating the, the spoon against the bowl it Sorry. ain't that deep and listen, i gotta fight you at this point listen <laughs> something would have came flying from uh, the that room. Side of, the, of the house like you playing with me at this point because why are you making all that noise so i think one of his opening lines was you know marie <laughs> you are genuinely <laughs> unstable stop what <laughs> I have never been spoken to like this in, in my entire life. So I was just like, I cannot relate. First of all, the fact that he was so comfortable to even talk to her like that. that. But I'm like, clearly you guys have argued before. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the fact that 
I think, and, and I don't know if other people, it stuck out to other people, but it, the, the part that stuck out to me the most, because he's sitting there berating her, right? He's telling her she's insane, she's unstable, the movie isn't based on her, she's tripping, I mean, and just cussing and, and galore. She points out that, how are you going to be yelling at me and balloon me for, from across the house, but you're too busy eating the mac and cheese I made for you? Like, earlier, you going to eat the mac and cheese and right. balloon me at the same time? How, how does that work? Right. And earlier in the movie, she explains that she hadn't eaten either. Mm-hmm. So not only was he eating her mac and cheese and talking crazy to her, he went back for seconds. And you, you try to leave her. You even try to leave me none. You ain't try to offer bowl. me make me none. Like you just don't care. Right. So that for was me for me point. another example of their power dynamic where it's just like you really don't consider me at all mm-hmm. in your experiences in your life. I'm just so here. I'm just here you to me. service you. Right. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about like that scene? Because this is the scene where Marie really starts to like talk back with him and 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 not just be talked to. I was annoyed. The whole I was annoyed the whole movie, but like especially in this scene, because I was just like, you sit, you really gonna sit here and eat this mac and cheese like this <laughs> for one. You smacking, and but you oh still got time to put the food in one cheek and then still belittle her in a, with like with the rest of you, the mouth that <laughs> I'm just like, you gonna do all this really? Then she asked him, he was like, it was his movie was based on people. And she said, What fucking people, Malcolm? And he was exactly like, like people. boy, what make it make sense? Cause why are you lying at at this point? Like you just trying to pull anything out there to make it seem like she's crazy, but she's not. Like you know she's right. Your mind is not fucking based on you. It's an amalgamation of a whole different thing, a whole bunch of things. Who? People. What people? A lot of different people. Like my cousin, okay. Rick, for one. You know, it's a lot of different cousin. people, a lot of different things. You know what, Malcolm? I feel like once you know someone is there for you and once you know they love you, you never actually think of them again. Right. So she calls him out for compartmentalizing and reveals her frustrations with, like, feeling as though he used her likeness for his movie and forgot to give her thanks or credit have you mm-hmm. dealt with anybody who was able to compartmentalize to such a severe state where they were hurting you and acting as though that pain for you didn't exist I feel like I feel like I've dealt with like a lot of people that have compartmentalized and like especially oh who was the Aries guy Jesus Christ. you had an Aries um, yeah and I thought I had Aries. Turns out he's a Taurus. Yeah, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) I could not. Anyway. I was getting scared. I was. (laughs) Um, So he, of course, he had like some trauma from his childhood or whatever. So like, as understand, like, I feel like in all of my relationships, in the past like because I'm so understanding like people can people feel like they can just do whatever say whatever and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be okay with it and but when I come back and I say some, say that one thing and you like now your feelings hurt now I'm the bad I'm guy like, it's, it's the truth but whatever but um I yeah I dealt with one person in, in particular that compartmentalized and would kind of lash out at me and I 
who you talk to <laughs> but back then back then my mouth wasn't so bad <laughs> and I would just kind of take it right um so I kind of like I kind of empathized with her a little bit because I was just like ooh. but and I was I was really empathizing with her but I'm like girl why are you still here like honestly after that mac and cheese because at, it's probably I heard him. where else she was gonna go i mean and i get that because you know as the movie goes on we understand but i'm just like after hearing how he was talking to her at the table i would have been in the room packing. but even in life like in relationships you always feel like oh what i'm gonna do without them or you know what what's gonna happen is not always you know, I, I mean not not now but i'm yeah. just saying like I, I remember We've you know being, being younger and feeling like oh this is not even looking to the future I'm just like oh this this is gonna be my my love for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and if he leave or if I leave like what I'm gonna do how am I gonna go on with life and knowing that not you know not thinking about like girl you got a whole life ahead of you but right um so I get it like you know she was just you know basically feeling like she gotta sit there and take it when no girl you don't like you you don't right so we are giving like rough uh opinions and uh a rough i guess kind of review of the movie so if we're missing some important stuff let us know like what was your favorite parts of whatever scenes or what was the parts that spoke to you the most but we're just touching on a few here because we do have like other movies to review so we're gonna keep this moving Mm-hmm. so in this scene nothing really gets resolved right i think the that's whole movie. the whole movie <laughs> but we're gonna, we gonna they move on to he follows her in the bedroom yeah he follows her in the bedroom but as far as like the like the break in between their argument that doesn't happen until their couch scene oh yeah after she no but wait yeah she goes in the bedroom and then he go he, when he looks for her or whatever, and then she goes to the bath, right? No, I thought she, if I'm not mistaken, they go. To oh the no, no, no! It's a it's a couch scene before, her off. before before the bath. Yeah, right? so the couch scene comes, and this is how we see, you know, the I guess the romantic side of or their, like <laughs> of right of their <laughs> relationship. Um, we see how she knows how to tame him, right? So yeah. She, She's on top of Malcolm. Is very lovey. They're kissing. They're giggling. She's making because she him really laugh. doesn't want to ruin the moment. Like she right. really wants to like you know she, have a right. good night. <laughs> and and then for the movie, like overall, it's a break for the audience too because it's been very intense for the first twenty something minutes. We need a break. <laughs> Listen, I was stressed. I was like, you know what? I'm. I can I need a nap. Like girl, but I was confused with this scene a little bit too because I was like, I am laughing and giggling with you. <laughs> call me insane like but that was their relationship but i digress yeah and i understood that too so you know in this scene we uh we see their common ground which is criticizing the music not the music the movie industry and the critics and all that stuff so just a pause and a brief respite from their heavy hitters (laughs) and their haymakers that they're throwing at each other so during the speech, and I can't remember what what happened. Malcolm said something. He said something. I think he he mentioned her being an actress. Um, in this scene, and and immediately you see the light switch on her go off. It's just like, all right, I'm 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 offended again. Mm-hmm. So she goes and she she leaves. Right, she's smoking a cigarette outside. He's still talking. 
because he's always in his own That's world. What he does. Oh my god, he does a lot of it. <laughs> I was like, if this egomaniac don't shut up, he but is. he doesn't notice <laughs> for a while that she has checked out of the experience that they were just having, right? Yeah. It so, really wasn't a conversation because she wouldn't either. This is where the bulk of the Marie's come from. <laughs> oh my God. He was calling oh her my name God. at least 20 times in this scene. So lo and behold, she comes back from outside because he's been looking all over. He goes outside and looking for her all over <laughs> in the house looking for her. She's nowhere to be found. She comes from behind a tree, like, you know, whatever. And she was like, I just had to pee. He was like, oh, it's a bathroom in the house. She's like, I, I just went to pee outside. I don't know. To me, that was her way of seeing if he would notice her absence. And it's a very mm-hmm. minor detail, but it's also very important about the, the the games we play with other people to see how much they actually care about us, how much they notice us. Right. So for me, I'm like, okay, we've all done that. I I remember being young and doing stuff just to see if a guy would notice or to see if he would understand, you know, or if my, my presence would, my presence was of importance enough for notice. Like whenever I was gone, have you done that before? Have you left to go pee? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I have, or like in conversations, I'll ask certain questions um especially like when I'm getting to know somebody or even like if we've known each other for a while like I'll come up with scenarios to to just try to like see if your response is going to be like oh he sees me or he'll Mm -hmm. notice me or whatever um so yeah I've definitely definitely um had that experience are we still doing that though at our age Um, I feel like that's something that no matter how much you fight against and on some level we all do it yeah because of course like we all want to be seen right mm-hmm. like and we, we all want to know the person has what it takes right i want to know that like if 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 i'm off in some way like you notice that mm-hmm. and you pick up on it or if i'm not doing something in my routine or if i leave you're gonna come and look for me to try to fix the problem or you know something like you're gonna make an effort to let me know that you care about me right so skipping around a little bit in the movie um like I said it's broken the movies for me is broken down into like rounds of arguments and uh, and scenes so Marie at some point you know they're did she wash already no the scene in the hallways was sticking out to me so the scene in the hallway is when she calls Malcolm out she calls him mediocre unoriginal highlights his privilege as a man in his background she lets him know that like nigga you ain't special (laughs) like (laughs) you really out here praising yourself for something that's been done 10 times over and you're worse for it because you used my story you used the story that was my life you didn't and give credit. didn't you even give me credit you. or acknowledgement for it and you're sitting here trying to act like I'm crazy for feeling as though I'm extra offended that the person that I lay beside has so cleanly forgotten about me and I think one of the things that she said that stuck out to me and I was just like oh my god I think I've felt like this before is she said I feel like once you know someone is there for you and once you know they love you, you never actually think of them again. Listen, that junk hit. 
hit, hit a you little hit me. different because i was like oh it's a lot Man. of people and i i'm not even gonna make this a gender thing but it's a lot of people once they feel secure people in, in general just like it's like i you know it's, it's like basically knowing like you have um have products that you use every day and you just like, oh, you know, I know I got this. I, I know how much is in there, whatever. You reach for it, you reach for it, you reach for it. Until it runs out and Until you don't you know. use it all up. <laughs> Until you don't know that you done ran out. And then you like, oh, snap. Like, I need this. Like, this is a part of my skincare routine or my whatever. Routine. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the same thing. It's like, you know, you know I love you. And you know I'll, I'll go to the ends of the earth for you. Until it runs mm-hmm. out <laughs> until i know my worth and i see myself because you haven't saw, saw you haven't seen me in any of these instances and it's like now i didn't i didn't remove myself and now you feel some type of way right okay and so that was and this goes back to the fact that she still was reluctant she was trying to do everything she could now nah, i ain't gonna say everything but she was trying in some instances not to have the conversation right because mm-hmm. it's just like she knew i felt like she have more, she had more of a sense that the conversation was deeper than just the thank you than malcolm had like malcolm for him he it was, was just on the like, cloud he was just oh me 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 <laughs> right and not to make this more of a she was more right than he was you know more wrong but they both were wrong in in a lot of ways and they both like when it can't what made their argument so compelling is it was so honest, brutally yeah. so. Yeah, brutally so, and so I'm that's what both of them. The, like I'm talking about, <laughs> like piercing side, right? The, like I was just like, ooh. So also, I actually forgot a scene before this one because he did. You're right. He followed her into the bedroom, um, in this scene, and he was telling her that she needs to stop blaming other people and everything else. And she needs to do something with her life. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where he brought up the suicide attempt that was personal for her. Right. Mm -hmm. So he uses that line that, you know, basically cut your wrist with a pair of um, nail cutting scissors or something like that. And so in the hallway scene, she brings that back up. It's just like, if I hurt your feelings, then that's what you can do. Like, how could you say that to me? That's the most embarrassing thing that I've been through. And she, I think even in the scene, she was like, I regret that I shared so much of myself with you. Oh, my God. Man, I was like, listen. if these people, I was like, these people bringing up old stuff for me. I, didn't, <laughs> I regret sharing so much of myself with you. Just being good, bad, a mess together. Just just living my life besides you. You bringing up all the worst parts that you could possibly bring up Man, back listen. in my face. <laughs> If y'all having these type of arguments, <laughs> I want y'all to know this. Yeah, we're reviewing this movie, and it's some beauty. Like this is a this is a work of art. Like I really do think that this is a conversational piece for a lot of couples. It might not be extreme for a lot of people, but it can start a conversation at some point in one of their perspectives. But if you are having <laughs> this type of connection, or um, I don't know, even um, if you're having this type of problem with your partner, get out. Like, just <laughs> don't even try to salvage anything. Like, it just let, let it go. All right. So, I think we move. Is this the bathtub scene next? 
It has to be because yeah. the scene outside is the scene where because she go she went outside then they went to the hallway then they went to the room and then after that she was i guess she was just like i want i want to take a bath basically right did i write oh my god did i forget to write the damn tub scene girl probably so it's okay girl i can come up at the top of my dome how i got everything up with tubs anyway so the tub scene oh here it is (sighs) you want to hurt me marie because the first thing he goes in there and asks is, you really think I'm mediocre? Because after all that, like, that's all you heard was mediocre? Everything she said, she said, you brought up the worst part of her to embarrass her. She f- regrets sharing so much about you. She puts on display, like, everything you've made her feel. And yeah, she called you mediocre because the well, story wasn't original. Even well, the speech at the tub shows the story wasn't original because you pulled well, some different stuff. So... He says, you want to hurt me, Marie? I promise you, I can hurt you 10 times worse. You're a fucking featherweight. I level one boss. I can snap you like a twig. And let me say this. If this is how you enter an argument, thinking with with someone that you love that, I, I just don't understand Or that how, you're supposed to love, that you claim to love. To be so heartbreakingly in love with that you're just like, I can break you. Like... I, I've like never you you, you want to hurt me really bad like did, you, you want to like make sure that like I feel you like really I don't understand that thinking where it's just like I'm gonna hurt you like now granted my temper is not the best but as far as an, an argument about something that I know will like I might have a hand in even if my partner says something that is very hurtful for me I'm just like hey my response is I'm never just like, to, it's just some stuff that's just off limits, bro. Like, and he and he does just what he said. <laughs> he calls her all kinds of broken. He runs down the list of women he's dealt with and how they related to the movie he made and how she is erased for, from every part of the movie except the worst part of the movie, which is the fact that the girl never believes that she is good enough to be loved. She believes in all the worst parts of herself all this then he flips it starts crying about how much he loves her first of all that crying stuff (laughs) i'm just like i don't know if this is a really good speech or like if because one part he was just like i don't need you marie i just you know i just love you i don't need you and that's yeah you know that's 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 how we supposed to feel but what you're not supposed to do is say all that shit did you say before you got there? <laughs> he even called her a support dog. But listen, told her that she likes to be eviscerated, you know, um, and verbally abused, basically, because I guess like like a masochist or somebody who um, likes inflicting pain on themselves. This is the reason why she liked being talked listen, to. Like in that. this scene, I kind of like checked out because. Oh, at this point, like, I would have probably... I don't even know if I would still be in the tub, like... I, I would have been in the tub. He would have been in A2 blowing bubbles. You remember that scene from uh, Medina? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been his ass. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Like, are you are you freaking kidding me? Like, are, <laughs> I mean, like, the go- list of women... And and the crazy part is what what I what I got from this scene, right? Because it's it's really bad. I'm sorry, it's really it's, bad it's, and really it's, it's and it's heavy. really good at the same time as far as like cinematography goes. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really like the acting is just 
chef's kiss, right? But what I got from the scene more than anything from his speech was, so you got a pattern of broken women? That says more about you than it does about right. her. Like, that's what, <laughs> you, that's what you go for? Because, again, your egomania, which we'll get to in a couple of scenes down. That doggone power. Your power, power over you. Your narcissism needs to be fed. And so you find broken people to be dependent on you so that they can always feed that ego. Um. Any thoughts? Any more thoughts about that scene? No, because I... No. <laughs> you about to fight. You about to fight Yo, now. Listen, the whole... Like, my first go... Because I had to watch it... I had to watch it twice. Yeah. I probably needed to watch it three times, but... Once, um twice. That first go-round was times. very hard for me. Like, yeah. it was like... It was so many times, like, I was watching it, but I was checked out because I was just like, who are you talking to? <laughs> then got triggered did you find yourself triggered throughout a lot of this the movie? whole movie yeah Man. i think a lot of people like i was i made it through it but i was exhausted like i think i took a nap after watching mm-hmm. it because i was my mind was just i was just not i just was like you know what i'm gonna take a nap after this because i can't <laughs> i was good i think when i first saw how the movie was going to be set up i was like oh they, they did this like a play which i love um and then i'm also like a cinephile so like the 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 lighting the black and white like the it was just beautifully shot like and then the fact that they were giving speeches that, yeah they were like if you look back through the movie they never really interrupted each other right mm-hmm. so marie was able to give her spiel malcolm was able to give his spiel and that's usually how it works with like a play setup and i loved it because it made the audience focused on the words they were speaking instead of being distracted by you know other interactions or other things going on I absolutely love this movie. So like when it first came on, I was I was I wasn't paying it as much attention when I put it on as I was like after that first scene. I was just like, oh Lord, let me these people got problems. <laughs> and so I became invested in trying to figure out the why behind their issues. And that's why I think the movie did a really great job of slowly but at a good pace unveiling why they were so broken as a couple mm-hmm. and what their actual issue were. Yeah, it was, was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I, I can't take that from it but it was it was heavy it was heavy now and i was just like because it makes you look at yourself it makes you look at yourself and we'll get there too because i think that's one of the secret powers and secret weapons about a movie like this because a lot of critics have not been liking this movie um which happens more often than not with a lot of black films because unfortunately you already know people like the rah-rah you know the same old same old and you know if if we're gonna be arguing, like we're gonna be arguing and it's gonna be a lot of stuff going on. But like yeah. you know, this actually like, you know, is beautifully set up to like, you know, you kinda like gotta look inside a little bit and you was like, Ooh, I felt that. Right. So I think after Marie gets out the bathtub or whatever, he's outside, she comes and she sits beside him, she starts playing this song by um diane warwick and her group back in the day and it's like um leave them or something (laughs) the song um but it was saying all the reasons why like the chorus was like leave the man but the 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 words were surrounding about oh but i love him and everything like that so that was for me an inner look into how marie was feeling like i know you're not good for me i know that you're damaging me in in ways that i don't deserve or maybe she did think she deserved it. Who knows? But it was just like her inner war and that that song showcased it. 
So from here we move on and they have another scene where they we get a break. The audience gets a break from the arguing and he gets this review back from this critic. And that part I was like, what's wrong? I was like, it gotta be crack. It gotta <laughs> <laughs> got be because I was just like, is it crack? What <laughs> at this point it gotta be crack. Is it hair wrong? It's like, sir, what? Like and she said, is this how you act when you get words, a good review? I was just like, sir, what? Like, you right. okay? He can't find his wallet, can't find his phone, <laughs> can't you just can't like what? <laughs> But this also shows, like, and, and this is why I was like, oh, this is Gemini energy. <laughs> it shows, like, his mania, right? Mm-hmm. And how, as a lot of times as a creative, in, you know, a lot of ways, he gets to a point where he can't even function and focus on one thing. And so her calm presence is like, hey, did you have it? Where's your wallet? Did you have it here? Blah, blah, blah. She's walking him through it. She's being present and stoic in a moment where he's frantic and where he's mm-hmm. in his mania. And so as he's, you know, going off on his speech about why the lady is whatever she I'm is, the review. Even in the scene, like... <laughs> He was just like, yeah. I, oh, I found it. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, Child. sir. <laughs> I'm <okay>. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I just remember that part. I'm like, what? Like, all your answers are aggressive and <laughs> you just all over the place. All over the damn place. And she is, you know, calm and centered with him. So once he kind of comes down and levels out, then they're able to kind of talk about you know, the review and everything mm-hmm. like that. What sticks out a lot still is the fact that it's still very focused on Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. And when it does get focused on Marie, it's about the fact that, you know, she wasn't in the movie. So, yeah, I don't when, know. Um, when that part came, I was like, I was like, ooh, this got it, heavy. It got heavy. It got heavy, but it got mentioned lightly because they were still, you know, they get in the throes of passion and they're starting. He takes her to the carpet. They're about to start. But when her face changed, I was like, I, ooh, I she started it. thinking about but this is But this is why he didn't want to go to the bathroom. Yeah. This is why, because he knew, he knew, he knew that the argument wasn't over, that nothing got resolved and that if at any when moment, your mind started moving, that thought come back round, and it, then it was going to be an issue. So he He's didn't like, want to yeah. leave the moment, but he had uh-huh. to, because he got to pee. He had to pee. He yeah. been drinking all that damn whiskey and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was as like, dang, as, I ain't about to get none. <laughs> right. As, but, th- but this also has a deeper conversation about like, how we use sex, right? So we've had the conversation mm-hmm. on LBF before about how, the ways in which we use sex. And this was a good example of how a lot of times we'll use it as a crutch to get us from point A to point B in yeah, a lot we'll of situations. To, to try to get over a moment, but you to never try to really get do. over a moment where it's not solving anything. Like, ha- like, have you ever had sex where it's just like, okay, you know, it might be makeup sex or whatever, but afterwards you're just like, nothing got resolved. You still feel mm-hmm. the same way as you were feeling before. Yep. So yeah, it might be feeling great in that moment, but nothing got resolved. And I'm glad that they didn't indulge the audience in that type of scene because what happened after was so great. So she asked him, why didn't you cast me in your movie? A movie that 
it's a story I know all too well because it's my story. Even right. if you said it's not based on me, it's still a story that I specifically lived a lot of these moments. Why didn't you cast me? So he says, you know, he did ask her to be in a movie. She was just like, but you, I knew because I know you, I knew you didn't really want me to be in the movie. And I think that's a part I've heard a lot of men just saying like, you know, a lot of men. And I think this goes to a bigger point, too. Y'all can tell I really like this movie. <laughs> it goes to a, bi- a bigger point, too, about how the movie is shot in black and white, because a lot of times we get bogged down into either this is right or this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And men look at this scene in a lot of ways, or at least the ones I've talked to, and they think, okay, well, what was he supposed to do? If, she, if he offered and he extended the offer and she didn't show up or she didn't perform, like he couldn't do anything about that they don't understand that she knew that he wasn't really he he offered as a courtesy not because he really wanted her right because there's a difference like you could tell when somebody like really really wants you to do something like even if it's just like one of those simple suggestions of do you want to route me to the store Mm. and it's like you know when somebody like when they that's their first thought you like oh oh baby you want to come with me or whatever right versus like there being like an awkward silence and he's just looking like oh oh you want to ride with me like there's a difference between like you know you wanted me to go and you just me being a second thought or a second option or whatever like because i think and it's i don't think it's the scene i think it's the scene before where she's just explaining why she's so upset she was like i can never tell my story now you already told it you already taken this story my life took it from me from me i can never tell it again and I can never perform again because nobody writes me as well as you. And I thought that was beautiful line. It was very devastating line too, to feel. It felt like you. she was trapped. It was mm-hmm. just like, I can never have a piece of myself that you've taken away from me in more ways than one. So he's like, girl, you stupid, you crazy. And I understand that response because, you know, women have a different kind of language a lot of times, but men also need to be better at listening anyway <laughs> she comes back out she grabs that knife and gives oh my god a show within a show and it's probably one of the best scenes of the movie where she is showing him her range and the fact that he really made a mistake um underestimating her ability mm-hmm. um and then from here we get the best scene because after, after, oh, after she did the scene what did he say he was, he like, was like where was that or where something? was that which i understood his response because it was just like girl why you ain't do this <laughs> and i got i understood it because it was brilliant yeah it was brilliant and she was like i would have been better okay oh let's talk about taylor because i don't think we brought her up <laughs> the ominous taylor we don't know who turns about I, I don't even know it but i don't like her <laughs> And I, I was like, I bet every woman right now is like, fuck Taylor. <laughs> we all didn't have a Taylor somewhere in, in some connection with some man where it's just like this woman that's this around in the circle and you're always one. Because even at one point, he said, I didn't, I, I didn't cheat. And I'm just like, what was this question coming up? And she said, I didn't ask. And I'm like, okay, so it's some history there with Taylor that we don't fully know about but i think taylor is um a representation of all the things that marie wanted to be 
but mm. that she couldn't be and so for that it's it's uh and then you gonna go around and cast her in my story like right so i i think that the ominous taylor is a representation of like you know dealing with these birds that be around <laughs> Listen. but but i've also been a tailor too it's just like girl i'm just here i don't want your man <laughs> i ain't want no parts i'm just trying yeah, to get paid I, I think i've been i've been in the tailor position more than anything <clears throat> and just be around and you know people just automatically assume that i'm a threat or whatever and i'm just like bro like i'm just here i don't care nothing about what y'all got going on <laughs> <laughs> okay so the bedroom scene man she says your lack of curiosity is merely an extension of your narcissism your megalomania your egotistical view of the world and i was like if that doesn't describe most of the men i know (laughs) (laughs) most of the men i dealt with where it's just like you only see things from your own understanding because you think in some small piece, in some very subconscious way that the world automatically revolves around you, your perspectives, your opinions, your ideas, your creativity, even though it is isn't doing you a disservice. You cannot see me because you don't fully clear, clearly see yourself. So I love that line. Or he only sees himself like as one thing, like and you're, you're just so big in your mind, you don't even have room for me, like right? Because even she tells him in the scene, she was like, "You will never be better than what you are, and ha- have been tonight in your worst and your best moments." And I was just like, "Oh, for you to tell somebody that that I mean that means that you are incapable of evolution." For somebody to tell me that, I'm just like, "Well, Jesus, <laughs> bro, if that don't hurt you." if that don't hurt if that don't put some kind of thing in your mind to look and reflect back on yourself and i love how in this scene he doesn't he doesn't say anything you can tell he's hurt but you can tell he's also hurt but you can tell he's also (laughs) in reflection for probably the first time the entire night i think if it happened a little bit in the hallway scene where she was calling him mediocre and he was just like damn you know but that was a more of a hit to his pride this was like he was really reflecting on the fact that dang so she continues on and you know she showcases his narcissism his ego mania and then she lets him know he'll never be a better man than in the moments that he had of that night then she lays out for him why he should be thankful for her and why credit is due and she tell, she even shows him all the ways he could have said it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a mess. Thank you for getting clean. Thank you for getting over this, for moving forward, for being you. Thank you for all the shit I forget to thank you for. And thank you for looking so goddamn sexy in that dress tonight. Thank you for cooking me my great ungrateful ass some mac and cheese because you knew I was hungry. And it's probably my favorite meal. Which I don't think that was something that was mentioned, but it was the reason why it was mac box mac and right. cheese. I was like, I was like, it's, it was probably like basically like a celebration, like, oh, did you you had a great night, and I'm a, I'm gonna make you one of your one of your favorite things, like. And also, it's just like when you know, like I don't, I don't know, we've all had that moment where it's just like, as as women, a lot of times we think we're nurturers in a way, and so when we know, like, okay, you had a busy day, I know you didn't really eat the way you were supposed mm-hmm. to, I know you're hungry. 
got your favorite in the cabinet. Let me go ahead. Right. That's something quick. You know what I'm saying? That's a little bit more. That's me really thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, so she mentions that. She mentions a plethora. And I ain't going to run down the whole speech. But she mentions a plethora of all the ways he could have thank thanked her and why he should have thanked her. Then at the end of this beautiful speech, where she's cried and everything, he don't say thank you. He don't say I'm sorry. Guess what he say? That toxic line, I love you. I love you, Marie. If you don't get it, look, she she immediately <laughs> just gets up out of bed. Out she's of just like, all right. out of all I said, out of all the tears I cried, out of this whole night, night. it's probably three in the morning at this point. That's all you can say. Like that's all it. that's 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 it. And she even let him know, like, this whole night could have been avoided if you just if you just had to notice me, my existence, my importance in your life. You want me here, but you don't want to see me for real. Like so scene kind of goes on and then he she's in the bed he gets in the bed and he finally before the lights cut off says um thank you or either he says I'm sorry first and thank you but he says both of them he says thank you and he says I'm sorry I'm sorry thank you I think that's what he says and then the next morning he gets up she's not in the bed um you can see through the bedroom window that she's outside and he goes and he stands beside her. And I really love this scene because a lot of people make assumptions that they decide to stay together, but I don't think that it's for us to decide if they, if they specifically stay together. I think it acts a lot of the audience. If you were met with the worst in your partner and if your partner, what would you do? Yeah, and if your partner met you with the worst in yourself, like they didn't put your worst parts for you on display, would you stay? And I love that. I love the fact that they make the audience do so much internal work throughout mm-hmm. this movie. That's because what's you, like, you have to. Yeah. And that and it, look, I, I probably love it because that's what LBF tries to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I'm just like we run away from these hard conversations, these hard topics. And you know, we try to always put our best foot forward like even if we're in love we always still try to like brace for impact kind mm-hmm. of sort of and like kind of still try to cover up some stuff and just like but the real reason for being in love and and finding your soulmate is so you can be ugly with that person you won't be us uh, you're not gonna be perfect all your life like you you want to find somebody that you could be ugly with like that's the beauty behind it I had to tell someone recently, I'm like, I'm glad that I entered at when you weren't your best because it lets me know how our dynamic can be even when both of us are at our worst. Like Mm -hmm. there's going to come a time where I'm not going to be at my best and then you're going to be tested. And if we can still look at each other and say, yeah, this is still something I think I want. That's something you can build from. That's a foundation right there to me. Because yeah. if I'm building from when you're already at the top, when you or already when feel you like try to make it look good, like right. that, that rocky foundation. That's why so many people fail because you're trying to make it look like something that is not right. And it's not for me to come in and try to build anything up. It's not my responsibility to do a lot of the work that an individual is supposed to do. It's me saying that you're going to have ups and downs in any connection. 
that you come across in this life that's life period and for you to enter a connection and for you to know like this is what i'm getting into for you to know up front this this is how you look when you when you went at your best can i handle this Mm-hmm. And if your answer is yes, then you can go forward with it. If the answer is no, then you can just be like, cut your losses, you know? Right. But at some point, you're you're going to be faced with that question, regardless of whether you meet, you know, where you meet somebody in their life journey. Um. So at the very end, we don't know whether they're together, they're going to continue their relationship. Um. But to see all their flaws on display and all of it, I just love how we ourselves have to confront our own blind spots not only mm-hmm. in ourselves but also in our relationships because right. i saw where a lot of people were just like oh don't watch this don't watch this movie with your significant other this is gonna cause a lot of arguments and a lot of breakups <laughs> it's probably the arguments that y'all need to have anyway it ain't the movie boo <laughs> it ain't the movie if you break up or you get in an argument and you start sounding like malcolm and marie because you watched malcolm and marie it ain't the movie hmm so you go ahead and and take that out i would honestly suggest that um people watch this i mean we are close to valentine's day um depending on when i release it's a beautiful movie though like you should watch it you should watch it and you should have the conversation because even though i i know like i haven't been through um this much of a tough situation in its totality there are bits and pieces that i'm reflected in in this movie or bits and pieces of a connection that i'm just like oh this can have this can be a conversation piece like Mm -hmm. this can be something i can talk to a partner about or talk to uh somebody i'm a prospective you know dating partner about where we can see how we would handle the situation or we can come face to face with a situation we might have had and probably didn't handle properly right so (sighs) i don't know that was a lot (laughs) It was heavy, but it was needed. It's yeah. The movie it it sparks conversations that that are needed. Like we need to have these conversations because, like like I said, if you can't be ugly with the person that you so called love and are in love with, like who can you be ugly with? Okay, (laughs) so who won this night of arguing? In your opinion, nobody. And. in in all honesty because like i i just don't i don't see anybody winning because it was just like so many low blows it was so much ugliness put out on the table like it's no winning like we both need to to do work we both need to figure out what needs to happen like because at this point like this is just a mess do you think that they have like or could have a healthy relationship because that's one thing i I think i've asked myself i don't think so because i think a lot of people they will see their relationships reflected in this movie i mean i like i said i haven't been anything extreme as this um connection but i have had bits and pieces i don't think that you automatically because you have a conversation with somebody label it toxic but i don't think this is healthy and um i don't know if i'm alone in that sentiment i don't want to throw out the good with the bad about like because I think, I think what one of the other questions this movie, you know, and one of the core questions it, it asks us is like, you're supposed to, like you said, be able to be ugly with your partner, but at what level? You know what I'm saying? But because, not to the level where it's unhealthy and toxic, and you just, 
you you trying your best to kill me in an argument like you trying your best to just be like take me out you yeah. already know i'm an addict like you trying your best to, and to that's take what i was there. thinking too i'm like you know this girl got substance issues you pushing her buttons <laughs> like you you really want to take me back to that to that moment where i've i've tried my best to move on from like and i'm just like nah that, that I, don't, I she need to go and find herself outside of him and he need he need to go somewhere and sit in the corner. <laughs> I heard another review that said like their age because their age did come up too mm-hmm. in the movie, but that was also another example of their power dynamic. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm just like, you know, I can see how this is playing out in their conversations with each other too, where it's just like it, it's obvious that Marie is somewhat de- is not somewhat is codependent on Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Was not made very obvious and what you have to actually listen to their arguments to see is that Malcolm is just as codependent on her yeah and I think that speaks a lot to you know not only their age gap but the fact that they're both broken and she is her her brokenness is is on display is a lot more obvious it's it's what we know brokenness to be right it's Mm -hmm. it's the drugs it's the it's the party and it's the alcohol it's the cheating because she did cheat on him and i think she's been trying to make up for a lot of that too that's probably probably a part of that conversation where you do someone wrong and then you spend the rest of your connection with this person trying Trying to to make up for trying to be better yeah trying to make up for it um but his savior complex is on display you know what i'm saying his ego um needs to be fed and so a lot of that has to be codependent on her brokenness and so in that way he's broken too mm-hmm. um it was one line and it's a little bit off but she said that the fact that he brought up all those other women it was just like she wasn't mad about the women she was mad that he he stripped away the mystery and when she said that i was like oh my god this is why i don't care to know about a man's past like that and th- it really is true because i'm just like i don't want to know about the women yeah. in their past i want to yeah. have i want to feel like i'm in competition to be my best self even if i'm competing against myself you know what i'm saying like i don't need to but know I'm just like, what's the point of me knowing like i don't see the point in that like i don't really ask those questions because i, I just, don't and if I do, what's it's, the point? It's for a conversation like this, right? Yeah, but it's not for me to be like, oh, who you was with, what y'all did, and da 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 da. Like, I was what's, six. <laughs> what's the point? Like, I want our our moments to be our moments. I don't want to be in my head trying to think about like what you did with somebody else or what y'all went through or whatever. Like. I want us to have like our own type of conversation, our own type of experience together. It is always going to make you put your best foot forward, not knowing what somebody's past is. And I know that sounds very trivial, but I realize that that that's how I approach it a lot of times in my own dating life, too. It's just like, I don't know what's in your past. You could have had somebody that treated you like you was damn king of the world. I don't know. What I know is I'm going to always approach every day trying to be my best self. I might fall short. I'm going to fall short some days, but I'm, I'm going to try to show up as my best self. But it's one thing like to to know about somebody's past and to know like it's one thing to ask like the surface questions you know mm-hmm. the questions that you know are what obvious. happened with y'all which i did but <laughs> when you start digging that's when you start like opening up doors that you don't need to open up and it's just mm-hmm. like what's the point yeah so last question and we're gonna start on this other one mm-hmm. 
black love cinema is this this a fairy tale or a nightmare a nightmare this is nightmare on elm street this is freddy versus jason this is the conjuring this is i feel like this is like the first movie i've ever seen where it's just like so heavy well we i've seen heavy movies before but now we read now we read fences now we ain't seen the movie with viola davis and his daddy but fences is heavy too now i hadn't watched that movie yet because i already know what to play about yeah i don't know about that but but this one we read it as as for me i don't even know if i really read it because listen i used to yeah we used to finagle some stuff copy off one me i raised both my hands listen i mm -mm. some stuff i was just like yo can you give me a brief synopsis (laughs) girl after i figure out what the overarching thing is about i'm good i can can listen i can finesse i can finesse my way Listen, I can finesse my way to a C or B. In this I don't, scene, you ain't even got to give me no A. I can finesse my way. Listen, if I get a B on it, oh, I'm I'm in there. So maybe that'll be one we'll do later on down the line. We'll we'll watch Fences um, and uh, do that. Because I know he was toxic in that one. I remember them scenes of all they was with that snot all up in her face. Ooh, ew. <laughs> you know she know how to cry now. Okay, Listen. All right. Ain't nothing worse than what's never mind. Wait, what? what? <laughs> I don't, what's her name? The one that be trembling her lips all the time. Oh, um, the one that was in uh oh, Regina. Is it Regina? No. Is it Regina? I know we was laughing at when she Yeah, was, it is uh, Regina. Be trembling. Cause when um <laughs> movie that was where she was um she found out her husband was cheating and she she beat him in the bathroom with baby oil. Oh but, yeah, that was um. <laughs> oh damn, was that a Madea movie? That wasn't a Madea movie. No, was it? it was a, was it? It was a Tyler Perry oh, movie. Oh, this no, no, it was a Christmas no, movie. This is Chris. Um, yeah, this, this is Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about this is Christmas. <laughs> this is Christmas. <laughs> this Christmas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, man. I've. Yeah, this is uh not a fairy tale. This is a nightmare, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. if you are, if you are, look, let's put a plug. If you are your loved one, find <laughs> yourself. If you are your loved one, find yourself. Call eight four three six eight seven. Some other number that's not mine. Eight four three six eight seven. But you can reach out via social media. I can help you as best I can. Listen, and nine times out of ten, if it's like this, I'm gonna t- run, get out, go, go somewhere else. Oh no! Go be by yourself. Go, no, it's it's not working. Nope. So you can join us next time. We're gonna be reviewing with Love Jones, loving basketball. Um, I thought we was picking. We so, gonna pick some of. Them. We gonna do all of them, but like just some different movies and and like give a little synopsis about our opinions about it and whether okay. it's a fairy tale or a nightmare. So that's gonna be on the next episode of Black Love Cinema. Ooh, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So right now, Spy Danny, go ahead and plug all your awesome information in for the builders. Hey, builders! It's your favorite Spy Danny. Um. Y'all can follow me at spadanny underscore on IG, um, spadanny LLC on Facebook. Um, hit me up. Um, I have some promos going on right now. Um, fourteen oh nine, and 
love code shout out to 1409 podcast um but yeah um follow me and hit me up and come get the spa danny experience yes yes like so obviously this is probably going to be or the next one is going to be released on valentine's day or on the uh, next monday damn i can't talk mm-hmm. um but hopefully you guys have already booked your um, massages and i do know people still celebrate valentine's day the week after and the weekend after because we got jobs so if you have not done something for your significant other or yourself on valentine's day or yourself that let's be clear (laughs) love on yourself on valentine's day it is okay that's this is what i'm used to this is the first year i'm actually having a valentine so you already know i'm loving on myself over here because i'm I'm really celebrating on the 15th honestly it is what it is. Just choose a day and dedicate it to yourself. Now, granted, yes, 365, please don't be one of those people that are like, you can't celebrate Valentine's Day. Don't do that to yourself, okay? First of all, love is supposed to be celebrated every day, not just Every day. Day. and that, But the people use that as a way to not celebrate it on the one day that it's dedicated for. I'm just like, right. that don't make sense. Don't be bitter. If you say that... Oh, you're supposed to celebrate love every, every day of the year. Okay, that includes February 14th. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's still a, it's still a day in the year. It's supposed to be made special. Don't be bitter. Don't be mad. Okay. That Let includes- people do do how they do and celebrate how they celebrate. If they want to celebrate before, after, during, whatever. Right. Because usually, them and you do you. Usually around this time of year, anyway, I book myself a massage. I have dinner. I go take myself to see a movie. It does not matter. I love on myself Valentine's Day. So do include yourself in that as well. You can always book Spa Danny anytime during the month for an awesome awesome massage yes that's why you need to follow me so you can stay up on these deals and promos yes so i'm going to be releasing this uh one of these i guess i got to say it on both the episodes huh (laughs) yep um i'm doing a thing now where i'm uh writing a love letter to myself so I'm inviting the builders to do that as well and to post it on Valentine's Day as a way to just show our self-love and to show our appreciation for ourselves. So I want you guys to make sure that if you do share your love letter or if you don't, you don't have to. But if you do, just tag LBF in there, um, Let's Build Futures on Instagram, and we can celebrate each other during this beautiful day. I'm your host, Kay Antoinette, and you can follow me on Instagram at Antoinette underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures. Visit letsbuildfutures.com for my first love letter to myself that I wrote back in 2019. Um, and that was focused heavily on all the things I wasn't getting from my re- last relationship. Um, but this next one that I'm writing is going to be heavily focused on all the things I give to myself and all the reasons why I love who I am. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be on letspillfutures.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at let LBF talks. Um, follow me on there. I don't, I talk about the same stuff I talk about up here, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, um, builders, I appreciate you coming back week after week to hear me talk and to engage with our conversation. Make sure that if you do watch this movie, watch it with a loved one or have the conversation with yourself but until next time thank you and we'll see you again